Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices. I'm 25 years. So that we can come to you secretly while protecting our identities, so that we can stay employed, because our bosses would never allow us to bring you our unfiltered, candid views on stocks every week the way we do, because we get together every week and have for a long time and look for ideas in that week's value line and investment survey. And this, our disguises may not help us stay employed, by the way, with what's going on. Um, it, it may become irrelevant. Yeah. Yes. Did, I, you, did you get a bonus? Uh, don't, know. don't know. Don't yeah. know. It's tricky. Unknown. It's tricky. So I don't um, know. And a lot of jobs being eliminated. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't and mean to interrupt it, your and some inter- of it, introduction. A permanent there. reduction in capacity. So go on right? with the intro. So anyway, we want to remind everybody uh, with those happy thoughts that this is for entertainment purposes only. That's funny. That's funny. And uh, we may own all the stocks we're talking about or have other uh, dastardly conflicts of interest. I own them, usually. Uh, but most likely we just don't know what we're talking about. That's Vern's um, case. I'm, but I we, know what we I'm do talking. give you, I at least give you my best effort. Uh, every every week, based on uh, applying you know sound professional principles of guesswork and uh, analytical right. estimation, and a sharp pencil. Yes, right. Yeah, to learn more about us, please visit our website www.thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, I'm going to be back with uh, three sort of obscure names, I think, but uh, you know maybe known to you know longtime investors. But first, I'm going to turn the show over to. Are you going to say what they are? Or are you just no, leave no. Us they're just three obscure. Unusual names. Okay. Yeah. What have you? Uh, but first, I'm going to turn the show over to that scarf wearing maniac, Val Hughes. Well, it's cold. Thanks, Vern. It's very cold where I'm at, anyway. Uh, I have, as usual, each week, I'm going to bring you three really terrific value ideas out of that week's value line investment survey. What, if, what is it, uh, like 100 uh, or? What? Why are you talking? What are you asking me? I'm, I'm not talking. All right. Let me just this tell the people not what I'm going to do for them. Uh, I'm going to have three good ideas this week and every week out of that week's Value Line Investment Survey. Why do I look in Value Line? Entertainment purposes well, only. Well, we're professionals during the week, but I really haven't done as much work as I'd hoped to, and we're just kicking back after work looking through Value Line. So, but even with that, uh, there's a bunch of great ideas every week. We try to uncover a couple of them. My first one this week California Pizza Kitchen, page 294. Uh, This is ticker CPKI. Now, listeners know I've been talking about needs, not wants. And in the case of this, you might say, well, wait a minute, a restaurant. And I've been avoiding restaurants other than I did do Chuck E. Cheese because that was a need of a kid. This is, my theme on this one is, is pizza. And for those of you that know what I mean, I don't need any more in my theme. For those of you that can still recite your college pizza joint for delivery, which I can. Uh, And so uh, that would be my normal theme. But in these uh, tougher economic times, I'll add in that pizza happens to be something that is on the less expensive side of the scale. And these California pizza kitchens are still sort of nice places to go. So I'm thinking that uh, while people overall might be spending less when they go out to eat, you still need to get out of the house or we're all going to drive everybody crazy, right? So you might be trading down to California Pizza well, and Kitchen. I think it's perceived as a, a little bit healthier, um, casual dining alternative to something the, to a, like an Applebee's or something. They have great salads, for example, at California Pizza well, Kitchen. Well, right? okay, but yes, I think I think they have sort of a, a positive Q ratio and all that Q rating. But what I like about them is they have just 205 stores that are company owned. They've got 
just 50 franchise. So they're very close to the business. It's not like one of these that has a lot of franchise and you can't control them and all that. These guys are in charge at whatever the ratio on that is. I'll just say most of their stores. Four to one. Yeah, four to one. And then there's only 205. The number 205 compared to the number of people that love pizza is very small. So uh, in layman's terms... There are 205 people in my family that love pizza. That means they have a lot of places they can still go, and they seem visible. I see them around. They're in malls or what have you, but um, I guess there's still a ton of places they can go. And, uh, And here's the best thing. They have no debt. So here's my question. And then it's four times gross cash flow, eight times free cash flow, and the capital spending is just because well, those they've been are forecasts, right? Or well, is that the trailing number? Yeah, I'm not for, I'm not forecasting okay. 09 estimates. Okay, and good. those that think they can, you know, get out your uh, your, your your dice. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a tough year, but you have to look at earnings power. Like right. when people stop losing their minds, uh, or once they're unemployed, they figure out that they we'll need never to have get a better again. job. I mean. We're going to have a little bumpy period, so go Wikipedia up, you know, the 74 recession and 81. And this is just what happens. We're in one. It's going to correct. When we come out of this, California Pizza has a brand. Uh, they're selling very cheap right now. They're, they're cheaper than they've ever been in their history. At the same time, they have more stores than they've ever had in their history. And people love pizza. People need to eat. Here's my theme. Need to eat and then need to eat pizza. This thing is so cheap. <laughs> On an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, and in value line, you can get a market cap number. I did reprice this, and it's up off the value line price. It's 880 today. So I got to do a little quick math, which I can't, I'm not really capable of doing right now. Let Hold me see on, here. folks. I don't have a calculator. Would you uh, like my 9, 180. Hold on. The market cap's about 180. And let's assume that they can do. Uh, you know, they did $600 million last year in an 11% margin, so let's say that they'll get to that again in the next four years. That's all it'll take. That's $60 million in operating earnings over $180 million. That's three times. That means if we went and bought the entire company, we'd have earned 30% on our money from last year, and then who knows what next year. But will we ever get back to 30%? Um, yeah, is what I'm going to predict here. According to Value Line, things aren't going that well. So we have to take that into consideration, including that comps are bad, development plans are being put on hold. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, So no growth. Yeah, nothing's happening. Now, there is one good bright spot here, and evidently they licensed their name to Kraft for frozen pizza, and that's doing very well. Uh, and then, you know, they have a history of buying stock with free cash flow. They don't need any money to run this business. Their working capital's negative. It's pizza for It's like sakes. we give them money, and that's what they use to invest. So the returns here, while it says 8%, that's, uh, that's driven by them continuing to, uh, I think, be smaller than their, than their footprint, really, and they, they'll grow into a better return. Uh, and they've been buying stock above book. That's probably, or below book, I guess, is what the problem is. So... Um, That'll all write itself, but this is just cheap as hell. It's pizza, page 294. I like it, uh, California Pizza Kitchen. Now, just as an aside, I looked at Domino's this week because there's guys in the shop that like Domino's. Speaking and, of companies with debt. Well, yeah. I mean, the enterprise, the, e, the, the, the multiples here are very, very attractive. This one's three times cash flow, but they have more debt 
uh, than their market cap, and that's alarming. And I think you know you get some you get if you want pizza, you get it over at California Pizza Kitchen. And if California Pizza Kitchen bought a lot of trucks, guess what? They could deliver. So that's what concerns me. All right, next up, the Brinks, three twenty one. Uh, what does the Brinks do? Well, it's the Brinks armored car people, and my theme on this is security needs are growing faster than GDP, <clears throat> and they have a brand that's pretty good in the business. Their returns on capital are respectable. They run in the you know mid-teens. At the best, you get up to 17. And again, in talking about needs, not wants, this is a need, security. And the other theme, of course, is buy a good balance sheet if you can right now. Uh, there's a lot of cheap stocks that do have good balance sheets. And this is one. They have more cash than debt, so they're net cash positive. And their enterprise value to EBITDA here is three times, ladies and gentlemen. So that's 33% cash on cash return. And the calculation is simply that their market cap is about a billion. They've got uh, $160 million in debt, so I'm going to add that in. The stock was above 70 this year? 75. It's a 21.72 today, my friend. And so uh, cash flow projected for this year, 640, stock at 21. Now, there was just a, a, an event. So there was an event. Oops. They spun out their, uh, they spun out their home security business oh. as a tax-free dividend. So that's what you're seeing in the big oh, drop. Oh, oh, so oh. all these numbers have been restated. But uh, this is the more stable, profitable business, not as much competition. They don't have the primary brand in home security. They do here. That's an edge. And according to Value Line, who has reworked all these numbers, they're going to earn 295 a share next year. Now, that could be 250 I don't know. But the stock's at 21 And it looks like something that people got a little confused about, just the spin-out. You know, they don't know what's going on, and they don't have time to read up on it. And I haven't read up on it, so who, who's to say? But uh, it looks like it's quite an attractive situation, good brand. Uh, what else can I tell you here? Um, Value Line, you know, they have a, a growth rate here that says NMF. They haven't even figured it out yet. This deal is so new. Uh, enterprise value to EBITDA. I think I told you that one. What else do we have? A little bit of a yield. Eight times earnings, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what is uh, Value Put Line saying? Very they are stable they are restraining some of their costs. They're uh, what else are they doing here? They evidently are going to have a little headwind in currency. I mean, there's nothing going on here. They're it's, battening down the hatches. They're going hell. into the bunker. But anyway, Brinks, page three twenty one. I like it. And then finally, advisory board company ABCO. You know, page I have a stock that sounds a lot has a name a lot like that. Really, corporate executive board. Oh, well, good. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get back to this. Um, advisory board, what do they do? They do. Uh, they advise on business strategy, operations, and general management. Now, normally you'd think you wouldn't get involved in that right now at this stage of a business cycle when people are trying to cut back on everything. Yeah, that's my situation. Yeah. However, however, Vern, these guys provide this research best practices analysis to the healthcare industry and the higher education industries, both which are going to benefit, in my opinion, from a growing government. As government grows as a percentage of GDP. Oh, I wish I then, had that one. Yeah, well, listen. You want to uh, switch? No, I do not. Oh. 
Now, this is a little more expensive than I'd like, but this looks Ooh. so good. Just like one I talked about a minute ago, which was what? California Pizza Kitchen being cheaper than it's ever been in its history. Yeah. This this one's cheaper than it's ever been. It's at uh, 2247. This thing went public in 1979 at uh you know, I guess what? 19 bucks. <laughs> so it's almost back to that. Back then sales were 81 million now they're 240 million so it's it's you know threefold now they have added a few shares so the market cap actually is a little bit bigger than it was then but not by much and so the markets really slapped the hell out of this thing because guess what their near term bookings the visibility is down you know i just have to tell you ladies and gentlemen that doesn't shock me Okay. You know, my rule on that is if, I, if I'm driving my car down a road and I drive through a fog bank and I suddenly can't see very far, would I sell you my car for less money? No. no. Well, you'd hope your brakes are working. Well, yes, I right. would. Right. Yeah. So, right. okay. So, good. Good analogy. Are their brakes working? Once again, I'm looking over in the debt column. Guess what it says, Vern? <laughs> Zero. None. Okay. So, who cares if they lose one or two business, years of business? When you're selling at four times earnings instead of ten times earnings, you could miss six years of earnings, and it would still be the same as buying a normal company at a normal That's time. That's four at 10 times, times earnings, is it? It is. Uh, did I exaggerate A on little that? bit, I think, oh, maybe. oh, this is 11 times, but I'm talking about uh, California Pizza. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is more expensive, and I think it's because it's a bit of a better business. They're earning, you know, upper teens, low 20s percent return on capital. Bookings have slowed. You have a one-time opportunity to buy this. I don't know much about it, but with these kind of margins and returns, I bet they have really high uh, market shares and penetration into these growing markets, and so you're really buying growth. Value Line thinks they're going to grow 10% in the next five years. On top of that, you have a 10% cash-on-cash yield. That's a 20% returner. And so, you know, if they're best of class in growing industries, that's a pretty good return. Near-term, Value Line, again, is saying that we have to take a wait-and-see attitude because uh, we don't know what's <laughs> happening. Uncertainty. Well, we're not going to wait, ladies and gentlemen. Time marches on. Don't you miss the days when the future was perfectly knowable? Yeah, well, okay. So, But what I'm drawn to on this one is it says best practices, so we all want that, to health care. We want that, we want. and we want higher education. So, again, needs... Not once, no debt, cheapest valuation in 10 years, advisory board. I like it. I'm on board with that one, page 370. Bye-bye. And with that, I'd like to turn it over with a great deal of ado this week for reasons that will be known to no one, Ooh. including myself, Vern <laughs> Value. But are perfectly clear to me yes. in an amazing twist of fate. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that rousing introduction. I'm actually going to start with the stock I was going to conclude with because it's my board stock, too. That, uh, you think that the, will confuse uh, people? Well, I, I think it may provide them an interesting you know, side-by-side uh, -side comparison if they'd like to do it. Mine's called Corporate Executive Board. There's no mention it's best practices, research and analysis, subscription basis. Wait this, a minute. Wait a minute. They say their best practices? Yep. Because these guys have best this How says, can there be two best Oh, I think practices? the distinction is earlier in the sentence. The corporate executive board is the leading provider. This says leading provider. This says leading Well, that can't be. To health care and there education. There can only be one lead. Unless what they're like, industries they is, like uh, cross the tape at the same time. What or? industries is your company well, leading provider Well, mine doesn't to? have mine, – mine says – 
4,700 large and mid-sized corporations. Mm. No mention of That's the government vague. sector, healthcare, or education. Going to rely more on capitalism, I guess, on my on my company well, over sounds here. Sounds like they don't have a lot of focus. Uh, mine's about ten times earnings. What's yours? Oh, uh, well, less fifteen. Than that. Well, that's what this says. Oh. But don't pay attention to that. All right. This is 11 no, times. No, I, I, I appreciate uh, that. What's your, this your is uh, cash about flow 11 times gross cash flow. Okay. Mine, you know, mine's more like eight. Oh. The, the thing, it's so not I, I actually wrote up here a little nervous, but I'm a little nervous about this. Is there debt? There's none. Oh, none. Okay. No debt. So you're good on that one. Well, and, and they, the, th- the thing that really got me looking at it in the first place is it shows an 8% yield. You have Ooh, no yield. I have nil on Right. That. But... You know, Value Line, the, the, the layout of their reports are fabulous because there's just all the information's there if you know how to combine it. They're they, not paying us, by the way. They have a dividend sure. per share pay. You know, they have a dividend per uh, share table. And so I can look down there and see that the dividend rate's 44 cents a quarter or $1.76 a year. Um, it's also up here in the table, as it turns out. Hey, I don't need to do the math after all. No, they've but got anyway, that done for you. $1.76 per share. Well, my common shares outstanding are $34 million. So mm-hmm. what is that, about uh, $55 million of cash dividends they have to pay every year? Uh, I don't know. It is. Okay. It's between 50. It's a little under 60. Okay. Well, guess what book value is? Uh, $8? $40 million. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good Why guess. Good guess, <laughs> but not quite right. <laughs> uh, guess what their profit margin is? Uh, anyway. Four? So the annual dividend is more than book equity right now. So it almost begs the, I mean, don't you have to be looking at cutting the dividend? I don't know. Financial services sector, big end market for corporate executive board, 25% of their business. And that could be down three quarters or something like that. So a, a good reason for the stock to be down. But, ladies and gentlemen, it's down from its high Two years ago, 80%. It traded above 60 earlier this year. Uh, today, 2108. So I don't know about the dividend, but I, I have no debt. Um, I have a company that grew and at rapid rates through the last recession earlier in its life cycle, but clearly strong drivers here. Value line lists them. Uh, renewals on existing subscriptions, of course. Value Line says probably be less than the normal 90%. That's my, that's well, that's my gut, too. That's a huge question. That's my gut, too. <laughs> it's a huge question. Is it going to be 10% or something like that? Um, you sell more subscriptions and more products to existing customers, and you go out and get new customers. I think there's, you know, there has to be the ability yeah, to... Yeah, but you lose, you lose existing customers faster than you lose future customers. Remember that? Uh, well, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that my current earnings would go down and faster than my future And your margin on that is 100%. Earnings. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it's not – It's they're probably cheaper stocks, but the, the, the dividend situation and there's no debt. And, uh, you know, you kind of wonder if there won't be a lot of consolidation in this space and that if you're this kind of an entity – you might, you know, come out. Certainly there's work to be done in this area. Well, if I put the two of them together, yeah. I'd have, what's your market cap? Mine's 750 350 So I get a billion-dollar company now that's paying a $50, well, $60 you can't million. buy me. That's just no, well we'd, too we, No, we'd merge them. Stock, we'd do a stock you deal. You can't do that anymore. Why not? Can you? Yeah, you can do it. You have to be a purchase it. acquisition and still be dilutive. 
Well, but you don't care about the You're, EPS the dilution. I, I would if I were a shareholder. With the friend. stocks this cheap? No, you don't. I wouldn't worry about that. I put them together. Then They're you rivals. can sustain the dividend, rivals. and the stocks, are, the combination goes up. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, I it, my um, the the name that I liked best this week. Apparently, some other people liked uh, when it was under thirty dollars as well, because. Uh, that's what Value Line has printed on here, but it was 33.15 today. And this is a stock I've talked about before called Maximus. The symbol's MMS. And uh, what attracted me here in the first place was the really cool name. Uh, Maximus, oh God, a provider God. of program management to state and local government in the U.S. So now I'm back to your need. The uh, We've had a change in administration. Um, I think it's likely that uh, we're going to need to spend more money to take care of society's needs. And um, well, then an entity will. that benefits from that, you know, would, would, would might be a good investment. Where's all the grandparents? Didn't they used to help out? Seventy percent of what they do is operations. So they provide um, they provide administrative services for health and human services programs. Well, folks, within government spending, I predict higher proportion going to health and human services. And uh, since it's operations and it's the government, it's a bold prediction, Vern. Uh, the the risk of it going down cyclically is, I think, low uh, to any material amount. And so then, can I continue to grow my consulting business and my systems business? Do they get smaller for a while? I don't know. This stock's only down thirty percent off its highs, so it's been outperforming the market. I'm a little concerned. I see some insiders selling uh, this fall, right before the stock got hammered a bit. Don't know if that means anything. Again, Any balance investigation. sheet. Balance sheet. No debt. 120 million of cash. Six dollars a share. My 33 dollars stock now. 27 dollars stock, and less than nine times uh, a cash flow number. If my cash flow number is uh, what? Um, uh, 350. Four dollars. Uh, I don't know. And it's, uh, if it's 450, which Value Line seems to think is possible, and I, I kind of wonder if uh, that might not be a heroic assumption in the short term, then you're talking about six times cash flow, even with the stock up from what Value Line shows on here. They earn operating margins in the teens. They did that through the last recession when they did nothing but grow. Here's another one that shows some evidence of uh, being able to manage through or uh, being a bit insensitive to what's happening with the overall economy. Return on capital is uh, solidly in the mid-teens in the last few years. Looks like the company went through some kind of transition issues in 06 and 07. I probably knew what those were when I talked about it the time before. Uh, there's not really any discussion. Did you do a little less work here. than you'd hoped to this week? I, just a little bit less than I had hoped to because, frankly, I hope to do very little in the first place, of course. Yeah, that's um, always my hope. Value Line likes it, um, actually. This is a two-rated stock. Pretty unusual for us. We tend to uh, focus more on, you know, fours and fives and not rated and things like that because um, well, that's probably where the opportunities are, right? Well, in uh, Value Lines rating system, of course, very sensitive to stocks to showing good um, price action most recently. In other words, a bit of a momentum-oriented uh, model, and so consequently uh, tends to like favor stocks that we wouldn't even consider. Uh, and it makes um, a number two rated stock up, but, you know, something we'll occasionally like. Anyway, I did Maximus, a number two last week. Symbol is MMS. And um, the last one I have this week is something that uh, I, it sounds very familiar to me, but I've, I've never owned it. Amdocs Limited. Symbol is DOX. Value Line just recently lowered their rating to four here. 
uh, in part because the stock's out of bed, uh, more than 50% down from a high um, a little about a year and a half ago or so. Um, value line shows $19 stock, actually under 17 today. And uh, while this of the three stocks, the first one that I've got that has debt, uh, about $450 million, it's really very small number compared to 3.9 billion market cap, or maybe it's three and a half billion now. It's a uh, small number due in five years is only 328, not 450. Uh, but most importantly, small compared to their cash balance, which is almost 1.2 billion. So there's 700 million of net cash on the balance sheet. It's about three dollars a share, actually a little more than that. So a $17 stock, not 19 as printed, is actually more like a $14 stock after I take off the $3 of net cash. And now I'm talking about a cash flow multiple. If they can sustain around two and a half bucks of cash flow. You know, I looked at again, that and I just, it looked like they, uh, I'm back they in the six, take, seven range. take a little hit here. Well, the thing that is a, that I don't understand, and, in, you know, this is where the, you know, we don't know what we're talking about sometimes comes into play. So pay attention, everyone. Uh, profit margins, 30% in 2000 a peak, but consistently 23 to 25% for five years after that. Um, have been 21, 20, 21% here just recently. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that when you see steady erosion erosion and profit margins over time with no evidence of a downturn in the company's, you know, served market, they're still growing, it suggests that something's changing in the business model, something's changing in the mix of sales, how they're, how they're growing the business, and suggests, it naturally raises the risk that, you know, what you got in the past is not an indicator of what you're going to get in the future. So I'd want to understand that a little bit more. But return on capital has been steady in the teens, even while margins have come down some. Um, I, I think it looks really interesting. I, by the way, this is a company that provides uh, integrated customer care and billing systems for major telecom companies. So they're the, uh, they provide the back office. If, if you're having trouble with your uh, – uh, phone service, and you call and want to talk to somebody, they're providing the people and the systems to pick up that call. Yeah, but who – are they working with the landline guys or the wireless guys? Wireless and wireline. Okay. And so I, yeah. I really don't know don't what know. the mix is. That Do might they have, have anything to proprietary? Why are their the, margins so high? Well, it comes back to the margins, and well, that probably has something on? to do yeah. with – What's changing? Is it billing systems? But I do Is that what they do? They do billing See, and that's the, that's customer the, care. Okay. So they're pretty wired in there. They're hard to unplug. Uh, probably, what, I, yeah. would, I would think anyway. Now, ValueLine points out that, you know, in a bad environment, you'd expect companies to be cutting back on capital spending. Well, that can be good for Amdocs because that makes signing longer-term service agreements to replace your own integrated infrastructure becomes more attractive in this kind of environment. Uh, and this has been the business trend, apparently, over the last several years, more outsourcing from the telecom provider to specialists like Amdocs, who have gone from about a billion-dollar company 10 years ago or a little Those less landline than landline guys are in a lot of pain. To more like $3 billion so now. If landline's a big customer... A lot of pain. Well, and lot I'm, of pain. I, they must, you know, they must be efficient, and they are in the process apparently of cutting back their own cost structure, significant workforce reductions, according to Value Line. No quantification of what that costs or what it might return, but uh, clearly trying to uh, protect their profitability, their margins. They've got good liquidity, a lot of cash on the balance sheet. So, uh, Docs, take a look at it. Dox, I think I probably like Maximus a bit better. Mms uh, and um, 
I don't know what you like best this week. Uh, well, down. you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a tie. So. Uh, oh, the uh, the know. need argument again. Well, I like pizza, and I think this week it's going to be California Pizza Kitchen. So that's my favorite this week. And this now I do have to savor, and I'm a little torn this week because one I did not do that I should have done. A little bonus. Well, Equifax, EFX, and I didn't do a lot of work on it because it ended up being trumped by California Pizza Kitchen, and I have talked about it before, but these are the guys that got all the credit scores so incredibly wrong that we're now in one of the major recessions of the twenty, you know, the last 100 years. But uh, still, <laughs> people are going to need to buy some of these systems. You know, listeners ought to take a look at this. EFX. See you next week. Out of time.